Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, whatever time it is while you're listening to this, it's good to have you back, and welcome to another episode of the Periodical Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, and as always, I'm joined by Tavis. Hello. And we hope you guys are ready. This week, we will be continuing last week's discussion on price disconnects relating to refinery runs that will cover the content in this week's periodical that I posted this past Wednesday, September the 23rd. All right, Tavis, it's all you. You got it, Kevin. And as he was saying, we reported last week on September 16th about the growing disconnect between oil prices and the actual availability of crude oil that has arisen from the influence of market sentiment. A major influence causing this disconnect relates to refinery runs and consumption of associated refined crude products. More specifically, the number one culprit manipulating prices more than it should, jet fuel. The problem is, demand for jet fuel has fallen considerably, with an unknown recovery date causing fear for the global demand picture. This fear is misplaced since available data proves more oil is currently being demanded than supplied, regardless of the oversupply in processed fuels for the aviation industry. Until the media's portrayal of oversupply in processed fuels for aviation is corrected, the negative demand outlook on the oil industry as a whole cannot be fixed. Instead, attention must also be drawn to the other forms of transportation consuming processed fuels in order to see how the overall demand profile has shifted. We all know that Rona decimated crude oil demand across the globe, and although demand is now returning as lockdowns have ended, it has not returned as quickly or strongly as some have wished, prompting bleak forecasts like those from BP back in mid-September that Tavis actually reported on a couple of weeks ago. While these forecasts remain grim, the actual demand picture, it's not so dreary. Demand will return, it's just going to take time, which is the precise prediction we made in our post-COVID demand series back in June, which was further confirmed by all three of the world's main oil forecasting agencies, the International Energy Agency, the U.S. Energy Information Administration, and the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, or OPEC, back in August. All three of these agencies agree that global demand will return to pre-pandemic levels, but it will not occur until 2022. Not a bad prediction for a couple of engineers. Not at all. Anyway, global demand is already trending towards pre-pandemic levels in all areas of global consumption. I'm talking petrochemicals, construction materials, freight transport, and personal transport even. Granted, while there are still a few million barrels of global demand shy from pre-pandemic levels, demand is returning. The key holdout? Well, transportation fuels. So at peak COVID, transportation fuel demand in the United States decreased to record lows as a result of reduced economic activity and stay-at-home orders aimed at slowing the spread of the virus, as we've talked about time and time again. Many agencies blamed the delay in crude oil demand recovery on transport fuels, noting that the aviation and road transport sectors, both essential components of oil consumption, are continuing to struggle. We know that 68% of U.S. petroleum consumption resides in this sector alone, so it's no wonder transportation fuel consumption is causing the biggest holdup to global demand returning to its historic peak. While freight and personal vehicle transport have rebounded, Jet fuel appears to be the only subset within the transportation sector that is not nearing pre-pandemic levels. All right, all right. So before we get into those refinery runs, we need to quickly touch on refinery yields. This will just be a little bit of background information for the time being, but we will give more details on this in a bit. So to compensate for the record decline in jet fuel and gasoline demand, 
U.S. refineries shifted their yield slate away from gasoline and jet fuel to produce more distillate fuel. Well, how much more? Well, in uh, 2019, man, what a good year. If there's any time travelers listening to this podcast, please visit that one. It was much better than this. But nonetheless, U.S. refinery motor gasoline yields were 46.2% and distillate fuel yields were 29.7%. In April 2020, U.S. gasoline yield fell to a 40.7% record low, while distillate yield rose to a high of 38.1%. A majority of the April uptick in distillate production that outpaced gasoline yields in the United States Gulf Coast region for the first time on record was a result of the decline in jet fuel yield falling from over 10% to below 4%. In addition to adjusting their crude oil slates to account for demand destruction, Domestic refineries also reduced their operations to adjust for changing levels of overall demand. These operational changes resulted in proportionately less production of motor gasoline and jet fuel and more production of distillate fuel oil. Now, let's talk about refined fuel products starting with jet fuel, where it is no secret that the aviation industry was among the hardest hit from the pandemic and is currently the one taking the longest to recover. With substantially reduced demand, inventories began to rise dramatically in March and April. Fast forward to the summer, where the TSA screened about 75% fewer passengers in July compared to 2019 due to substantially reduced flight volumes, but when refineries also began to adjust their run rates and process less fuels, basically add this all together and fuel inventories actually began to fall. Now, in September, with refineries running at higher rates, basically 76% capacity, although still down from about 10% from the seasonal average, fuel stocks are starting to rise again, proving beyond a shadow of a doubt that consumption is still down significantly. And it is down, but not by that much. The EIA estimates that as of August 16, 2020, consumption of jet fuel by U.S. commercial passenger flights was approximately 612,000 barrels per day only 43% of the estimated amount consumed on the same date one year earlier. Now, that does seem bleak, but it's not millions of barrels. And it is recovering a lot faster in the United States than many other markets. Although not as high as relative demand in China, the outlook is for growth. Not only growth to pre-pandemic levels, but growth to new heights. In a recent report on air travel subscriptions, forecasters predict the global market will grow at a compound annual growth rate of 3.4% by 2027. The data proves jet fuel demand is nowhere near where it was before the global pandemic, but it will return in the future. Now, this is all a little bit confusing, so let's do a small little recap. And also maybe pull up the periodical with some of these graphics as well. So at the peak of the pandemic in March and April, when flight demand was down some 96 plus percent, refineries were still running at about 86 percent capacity and jet fuel yield was about 10 percent makes sense that inventory levels were rising pretty quickly. But then refineries reduced their capacity, so they're making less refined products, and they dropped their jet fuel yield. Come midsummer, jet fuel demand was up a little bit, which compounded with reduced capacity and yield, it actually started to drop those jet fuel stocks. But now in September, as capacities are increasing to about 76%, like we said, even with yields down and demand still slightly down, inventories are starting to ever so slightly rise again. 
Does that make sense? Uh, it makes sense to me. I mean, it, it's confusing because it's a crazy roller coaster, but it does make sense. So basically what this means, at least in my eyes, is that, okay, demand is still down, but we are trending in the right direction. Now let's talk gasoline. With economies opening back up, parents returning to work, kids returning to school, and families fearing travel by way of airplanes, road traffic has resumed around the world. In fact, Bank of America analysts announced that road traffic has nearly recovered from pre-pandemic levels and expects global oil demand from road use to go positive year over year within the next few months. Now, if you guys have been following us for some time, this should be no surprise to you as we are predicting this in part three of the post-COVID demand series when the RP Media team highlighted that the reduced ridership from public transportation and air travel will have a compounding effect on the increased demand for gasoline to fuel personal vehicles. This, in addition to increased demand for goods delivered to society's doorstep, think DoorDash, Amazon, etc., it's a recipe for a dramatic uptick in global gasoline consumption. Even with refinery yields of gasoline at or above the levels they were before the pandemic, domestic gasoline stocks are falling at historic rates. The levels have dropped so fast that they are now well within the five-year range at nearly the same levels as 2019 and 3 million barrels lower than stocks two years ago. I mean, as a matter of fact, in much more recent events, the API released a report yesterday, September 22nd, saying that gasoline stocks had actually fallen 7.7 million barrels in the last week alone. Therefore, more gasoline is being consumed than can be produced right now, which will continue to boost global oil demand. Within the next few months, the crude demand lost as a result of decreased jet fuel consumption will be absolutely overtaken by the increased demand for gasoline above pre-pandemic levels. I mean, Kevin, this is huge. There's Restaurants are still following guidelines of social distancing. There's still mandates in states. There's still so many things that are affected and not where they were before. But what about gasoline? I mean, look at this draw that we just saw from the API. 7.7 million barrels. I mean, that's huge. The U.S. only has stocks right now of about... 230 million barrels. So that's a significant draw. And to me, that means even if we're not at pre-pandemic levels of gasoline consumption, we are damn close. And if Bank of America is predicting within the next few months, not, you know, in 2022, not way down the road, within the next few months, they're going to surpass those levels. I mean, that's huge. This is a huge sector of consumption that is back to normal, and yet we're still seeing these depressed prices. It just, it doesn't make sense. And I agree with you entirely. There are just so few industries and sectors that have seen improvements and near normal levels since this pandemic started, but we'll get into that more in the future. Last but not least, we need to talk about distillate fuels, which are used to create diesel and heating oil. So back in April, refinery yields for motor gasoline fell to 41%, and jet fuel yields fell to 4%. Both values are the lowest in the EIA's monthly data series for refinery yields dating back to 1993. And since refinery yields are zero-sum, which means that a decline in one product's yield will mean an increase in another product or, well, group of products yield, where was that gap made up? Um, distillate fuel's final answer. Ding, 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 ding! <laughs> Since gas and jet fuel fell to historic lows, distillate fuels reached their highest value on record, actually surpassing gasoline in some areas. This means at the peak of the global pandemic, more diesel fuel and heating oil was being 
proportionally made than any other time in history. When yields dropped to 36% in May, the stock curve flattened to a nearly horizontal shape because supply and demand created a balance for a yield of 5% higher than the historical average. How is this possible? Sustained diesel demand for freight transportation combined with reduced refinery run rates. Since distillate fuel yields increased so much during lockdowns, distillate production increased dramatically, and by association, distillate inventories rose. But since there have been sustained freight traffic resulting from increased shipping needs, current distillate inventories have remained fairly flat after reaching the early peak. While inventories are still outside the five-year range, they are not in danger of overflowing and appear to have struck a supply-demand balance at the higher refinery yield. So what does this all mean? We need to bring it back to that original problem. Demand is outpacing supply, yet the price of oil has remained depressed. This is all because a small portion of global consumption has remained offline since the start of the pandemic. What is that? Jet fuel. Since the media has focused so much of their attention on jet fuel decimation, market participants are associating this fact with the overall global demand picture. The fact of the matter is gasoline consumption has nearly reached pre-pandemic levels and the new demand in this sector should be what the market participants are focused on. This is where the refinery yields come into place. Since yields before the pandemic were about 45%, it becomes clear that, well, about 45% of a barrel of oil goes toward making gasoline. That means, before the pandemic, 45% of oil demand came from gasoline alone. If gasoline consumption is quickly reaching record high levels, this sector alone will dwarf the 5% reduction in yield that disappeared due to lower jet fuel demand. Additionally, dissolute consumption, another sector dwarfing jet fuel, has reached a supply-demand balance with higher refinery yields than before the pandemic. This indicates distillate fuel consumption is also quickly approaching pre-pandemic levels. So now can we all agree that the market is clearly misbehaving? Of course. So many good metrics to judge, well, the trend that the industry is going forward. And I mean, if you were to look at oil prices, zero of that is reflected. Yeah. I mean, so 68% of global demand comes from transportation alone, but only about 8% of global demand is from jet fuel. And then with 45% from gasoline and about 20% from freight, why are we focusing on this tiny, tiny little portion? I mean, gasoline and freight both near, if not at pre-pandemic levels, and they're expecting gasoline to go positive year over year. I mean, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. The markets aren't reflected, but again, I mean... What does Papa Petro here at Rare Petro have to say? Anthony McDaniels, he likes to say humans are not logical, but they are biological. So everyone's just out here to save their own butts. Markets aren't performing well, and looks like oil prices aren't performing well either. COVID-19's impact on the aviation industry has been significant, but the decrease in demand for jet fuel is only a drop in the crude oil bucket. The grim outlook for jet fuel demand is casting a shadow over the industry as a whole, And while the oil industry has been battered in recent months and may continue to struggle for some time, the world is still reliant on what it produces. Jet fuel demand may truly take years to return, but as consumer habits have changed to a post-COVID reality, the smaller footprint for one processed fuel cannot be an analogous representation for total demand. Demand is returning, and to assume a small fraction of the pie is a representation of the whole is irresponsible. Just because one small slice of pie has become smaller doesn't mean the entire pie has shrunk in size. 
And this episode has been a doozy, and now it is complete. So like Kevin said, plenty of great figures online. He's not only written the periodical for you to read, but has provided visuals that will certainly help you understand this data a little bit better. So go to rarepetro.com to check that out. And while you're there, check out the other podcasts. Check out older periodicals, because as he said, Rare Petro's made some predictions that have actually held true. So not everything that we say is cracked out speculation. But that is the end. Thank you for tuning in, and until we see you next time, take care, everybody. Have a good one.